I've always been fascinated about how deep pain points in life can become huge catalysts for profound transformation. This is a space where I will get into the raw experiences of a life of pain to a life of beauty and the healing and spiritual practices that can help get us there. I'm Jayana, and this is Alchemizing Pain. So I'm going to try something a little different here. You may notice that the recording quality sounds slightly different. I am out in nature, but I'm in my car. (laughs) I really felt called to like record a podcast episode today, but the thought of like sitting down at my desk and doing that just did not sound good to me, but I still wanted to do it. And I was like, how could I do this not here? And so I have like this neat little short cell phone mic and it's pretty great quality. One thing I am trying to cultivate with this podcast is (laughs) non-perfection and you know in the world of content proliferation where you have to be posting all the time for the metrics for the analytics or so they tell you and you're content won't do as well if you're not posting all the time and blah 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 and podcasts are no different kind of the vibe is to do one once a week and regularly so your audience understands that you're going to be posting on that day and I'm I just not jiving with that I you know this kind of rush culture that we're in where things just have to get out, get out, get out. You know, this is a creative process. And sometimes I don't feel like recording. And then sometimes I feel inspired. And I have no idea when that's going to be. So I can't really give you a schedule of when these are going to come out. This is how I have to do this. So I don't know. Honor yourself. How you create and what feels good to you. We don't have to abide by these things that they tell us we have to do to stay relevant or whatever you know fight against the algorithm fuck that like do your own thing I'm not gonna do that I'm gonna record when it feels right to me and you know it's just like it feels a little bit like news like I had a colleague that I worked with once and who came from a news background and he left that space because you know it was kind of jading put this energy and time into the story going out and shooting it coming back and editing it and then you know it has its time and place on the news for you know that time slot and then it's pretty much forgotten about unless somebody's like researching that event or looking back and like archives and stuff that that news report's pretty much gone and I really feel like that's like what content is like now with social media and podcasts and just like all the things like it's like you gotta pump it out pump it out pump it out there's so much out there do we really take anything in anymore I love social media. I really do. I like have this love for like social media marketing and I think it's interesting. And I love a good reel. Like a good created reel is so satisfying to me. And I like creating them as well. How can we be more creative and intentional with these things that are in our world now and and create in a more intentional way and not be so worried about like analytics and metrics and who's looking at it and oh my god we have to pump out this content how can we be more intentional with it so speaking of which i thought it would be interesting to talk about how my ego kills my creative ideas and how i let it and how 
I am stopping that cycle. I have had so many different ideas that I started working on. I got really excited about them. And at some point, I would just abandon them. This kind of swirly feeling would come on and just really had these like intrusive thoughts. I didn't know they were intrusive thoughts at the time, but I had all these intrusive thoughts, you know, thinking like, does anyone really care? I feel like I look stupid. I I can't step into these spaces. This is not my lane kind of thing. Or, you know, whatever it was. And I'd leave it in the dust. And it's so sad the amount of abandoned creative babies I have out there that I have left. It's interesting, like this podcast is really a seed of something I've been chasing down for a while creatively. I have always been really fascinated about healing and people's stories of pushing outside of themselves into new, stepping into new versions of themselves, healing their wounds, healing physical sicknesses, illnesses. Um, I love a good entrepreneurial success story of somebody who's really struggling financially and then created this idea out of, you know, thin air, came to them because something needed to be birthed into this world and created and they do everything that they can to like bring this idea out, out and then be, you know, become millionaires or whatever it is, can become really well known. Those stories are so inspirational to me. Many years ago, I had the idea of kind of the same thing, content creation for people who struggled with anxiety. And I called it the anxiety generation. And I had this kind of like retro 80s, like pink and blue logo that I designed. Same thing. Ego killer comes in and is like, this is a really stupid idea. Like no one gives a fuck. Like who are you to be out there creating this? Like you don't have an authority in this area. You're not a psychologist. You're not a healer. You don't belong in this space. And so left it in the dust. There's another one. I built a whole website for this idea. Let's fucking heal and shit. And I paid for the domain and Elementor and WordPress and all that stuff, licensing for it. And yeah, I abandoned that. I started writing a book, a sapphic like love story that had to do with dreams. Made it like a whole mood board, characters. I started writing it. I started writing out where I thought it was going to go. Same, same ego stories. It's like, I'm not a writer. I've never written anything. I'm not a good writer. I don't know anything about writing fiction stories. Like, who am I to do this? (laughs) This podcast has been such a struggle because it's the same thing. Do I really have what it takes to have a podcast? Like, I'm very introverted. Who am I to, like, start talking to people and asking them about their healing story? And, God, I'm so, like, dissociative and I can't sometimes finish my sentences and something I'm really insecure about. Like, I can, my brain just kind of goes blank sometimes and I feel like I can't access what I'm trying to say. Like, I feel like my brain, my thoughts go faster than I have the ability to like process and put it out into spoken language. And so I will have fragmented speech sometimes if if I'm anxious or uncomfortable or whatever it is, you know, I'll like skip ahead and I don't feel like I'm very coherent to listen to. And so this is a big like insecurity I have about myself because I know I'm, I'm that way. 
and that can happen. And um, I'm like, who am I to have a podcast? Like you can hardly form sentences half the time. <laughs> like, can I really do this? Those insecurities have really followed me and killed a lot of projects. So for work, I may have mentioned this or may have not, I don't know, that I do film and video editing I freelance. I am so grateful that I get to do something so creative with my career. I'm grateful that I get the freedom to freelance, pursue a career of arts, which is hard. Something that I have realized over the years, doing editing sometimes does not fill my creative self like it needs to. And that's because I am often using my creative energy for other people's visions and projects. And I'm, I am using my creative energy for their ideas and projects, which I am happy to do. But I realized over the years that I wasn't giving myself a space to use my creative energy into projects that mean something to me that are for me, that are my creation. And that's been hard and challenging as somebody who just lives in a creative head and space. So I've like tried to find ways that I could pursue my own creative endeavors, but I kill them. I hide behind the safety of editing for other people because I, at the end of the day, I am not in charge of the project. It's not mine. I, I don't have to take ownership of it. I just edited it. And so like stepping out of that box and into my own creative space has been challenging because I don't have that to hide behind. So recently, one cool thing that I have done that I'm really proud of is I have pursued photography more. So backstory, like I went to film school and something that gave me a lot of limiting beliefs about myself is I didn't actually get into the film program that I wanted to get into. And like that letter of denial, I really soaked that into my whole being and thought like, oh, I can't do these things. I can't film. I can't shoot you know, I'm, I'm not worthy of this. And I really absorbed that rejection. When I was a teenager, I shot a lot and filmed stuff and photographed. And I was constantly like creating and like making little movies with my friends. And, and then I would also like take movies and apart and I would edit them for fun into like fan music videos. <laughs> I will never share. I don't think I'll ever share what I did. I was a little too vulnerable and embarrassing right now. Um, maybe one day. That's where I like realized I, how much I loved editing and how fun I thought it was. After I went to film school, it kind of like jaded me because I like stopped. I stopped making films, stopped creating stuff, you know, and then the real world kicks in. You have to, you have to work and whatnot. And I pursued editing and started getting work and a lot of clients and it took up a lot of my time and didn't really have time for my own creations or the energy for them. And I also had these limiting beliefs that I wasn't worthy to do them. Like I don't, I didn't have the, the skill set to do these things. I didn't get the degree. I didn't get that kind of degree. You know, I was rejected. I started kind of playing around with like this long exposure experimenting with different lights and different exposure lengths to create like these kind of light paintings. And I, I started doing that in college, but I didn't really take it very seriously. I didn't think it was good. And, you know, 
same, same, same ego story here. There's a pattern for sure. When COVID hit and we got those like stimulus packages or whatever, you know, I was grateful to like still be employed during that year um, and working virtually and very grateful that I was, had that, but I didn't really like need that money for survival. So I was like, well, I'm going to buy a camera, a better camera. It took me a while to kind of get back into this long exposure photography that I had experimented when I was younger and I forgot about it and I started doing it and I'm like, oh my gosh. And the photos like with the quality difference in the cameras were just like so mind-blowing to me that I was capturing these and late one night you know I couldn't sleep and I was like how does one get their photography out in the world like what what do people do I don't even know and it was very synchronistic and I was looking on the internet one night and I just like found this random blog of like enter photography contest and one of the the places that they recommended was the Blank Wall Gallery, and it was in Athens, Greece. And I clicked on it, and they just so happened to have an exhibition and calling for artists under night photography, which could not be more perfect for the the kind of work that I did. And I was like, whoa! And so, like, it was like late. I like, I just like submitted this a self-portrait of myself that it was actually the art cover art for this that I changed to like half the exposure on myself and then half like on traffic lights. So it creates this like kind of lights and like dissonant image of myself. And I just love it. It just like feels like me and kind of this other world that I sometimes occupy and feel and I called it mental fever dream. And I, I submitted a couple of other ones too. And you know, I like a month later, I got the email that it had been accepted into this competition or this contest. I don't know if it was competition, contest. I think they call it a contest, whatever. That photo was going to be amongst a bunch of other photos from around the world, from around the world at this nighttime photography. And that was just so mind blowing to me. I like, I could not believe it because all my, my ego had been telling me that I couldn't do this. I couldn't take photos. Like, I didn't have the knowledge. But here's the thing. I had been taking photos since I was a teenager. I would take photos all the time. I, would, I carried a, a camera in my purse. And then in college, I was taking photos all the time. And But because I got that, like, letter, rejection letter, I lost it. And I didn't think I was worth my work was worth anything. One of the, the things I talked about in a previous episode, how I realized that I really needed external validation to feel worthy about myself. And yeah, that was an instance of it. But like, I really, I mean, external validation is not bad. What I was trying to talk about in that podcast is like, I was like chronically living from that space of needing that to justify anything I did in my life. But yeah, that external validation, I needed that. Like it really kickstarted this artistic endeavor for me of doing this photography, this type of photography, and it really lit a fire to do more. And guess what? I did do more. And guess what? I got into more 
exhibitions at the same gallery in Athens, Greece. I think four or five. I actually just got into another one called Moments of Color uh, just now. Like I just got the letter a couple days ago. And not only did one of them get in, two of them got in. Two of my photos got in. Once I started really putting my photography out there, I was like, does this just look like a... <laughs> It's different, you know, it's not like normal photography. It's different. It's abstract. And I was like, does this just look like, like a mess of like random shit? Does this look stupid? What's really changed for me? I mentioned that I'm a big fan of Dr. Nicola Perra, the holistic psychologist, and I've just learned so much from her and learned about how our egos try to protect us and keep us safe or what it thinks is safe and when you step out of your comfort zone and step into these new spaces your ego is going to come up hard and say oh give you rumination of thoughts anxieties like um overwhelming panic and that body dysregulation when you do anything that you step out of your comfort zone so what was happening for me was anytime I put these creative projects out there, I would be really excited generating the ideas and stuff. Then it would go into the next step of like, you know, it had to be seen and I had to start letting it be seen. And that's where they would die because my ego would come in really strong after I'd put them out there and, and tell me all these things about how people would think they're stupid and that I was stupid and what was I doing? And and just like the awkwardness of trying something new and getting something off the ground. And, and so I would stop doing these things, um, even though I was really excited about them. And then I'd suddenly not get be excited about them anymore because I thought they were shit. And I finally realized that that was like science happening in my brain. Like my ego is trying to protect myself because it felt like it was unsafe. And it's a biological response. We d were dependent on community and other people to have our needs, basic needs met. And so our ego will step in and protect us if, uh, if there's a sign of rejection or feeling rejected from a group because our survival depended on it. And in the modern world, that looks like this, where you put like creative ideas or anything out there. And your ego will come in strong and say, hey, no, 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 don't do this. This is unsafe. You're going to be rejected. You're not going to be good enough. You're not worthy. Like people are going to leave you. So don't do this. Don't do this. And I listened to that so hard. I thought it was real life. If I had listened to those thoughts, my ego, the voice that was telling me my photography was shit, um, it didn't make sense that it's not conventional these exciting exhibitions that are happening in my life, all of these things would not have happened if I had listened to that voice in my head. These ideas would never have been birthed. I never would have put it out in the world. I never would have tried. I never would have experimented if I had listened to that voice in my head. So we have to question that. And that's where awareness of yourself and your thoughts and those narratives that you have been holding on to for your whole life is so important. You have to be aware of these intrusive stories that you've been telling yourself all these years and question if they're really true. And where is that coming from? That's not you. You are not your thoughts. 
you are awareness, you are consciousness, and you are not those thoughts, and they're not in control of your life, you are. So when you create and you put something out in there in the world and you have that ego narrative like this is shit I don't think this is good like people aren't going to care whatever it might be for you don't listen to those thoughts your ego is trying to protect you because it feels like it's unsafe putting yourself out there it feels like it's going to be rejected and that's like a primal need we all have is to not be rejected and so your ego is going to try to protect you when you do something that is out of your normal out of your comfort zone and creating creating something new birthing something new into this world is vulnerable and scary and your ego is going to come in like a fire <laughs> and tell you not to do it. And you cannot listen. You cannot listen. I can't tell you how many times I have listened and I'm beginning to shut that voice off or, or not necessarily shut it off. It's still there. It's still occurring, but I'm aware of what it is now. And it's so empowering because I have a choice about if I listen to it or not. And I have a choice of when, if I am living from that space or living from my true self. You are in control of your reality. You are in control of your perception. And you don't have to listen to that narrative anymore. You can take the control back. And it all starts with being aware that's really what my photography is for me. The idea behind it is transformation. You know, a lot of these images, the core of these images are like a city street with a lot of lights, car lights, street lights, business signs at night, um, highways, uh, wherever it may be. And it's just a, you know, mundane city street that we see every day. But when I take a long exposure, like a 10 second, 10, 15 second photo, and I let the lights in and move the camera and, and experiment, these images come forth that are like these voids of color and dimension. And to me, it's just the perfect reminder that reality is what we make it and we are in control of our reality. We can transform our reality into anything we want it to be. And that's why I love this photography because it, it blows my mind every time that this was just a highway or this was just a city street. And now it's like this abstract void of color and is the be most beautiful reminder that I am control here. I can shape my reality. I can mold it into anything I want it to be. It's so human. But that, that fear of rejection, I think, really holds us back a lot from things we want to do because we're afraid that we're going to be rejected and not loved and not seen. And let me tell you, there are people out there who will love you no matter what and support you, whatever you do, and support how you grow and change in the world. And those are the people you want in your life. You don't want these people that are going to shame you, make you feel bad. If this gets enacted, your worst fears, like these are not people you want. You don't want their opinion. So why do you care? Why do you care about their opinion? If they're going to degrade you, make you feel like shit about yourself, shame you, 
these are not people you want in your life. So why would you care about their opinion? Thank you so much for listening. If this is your first episode, welcome. Thank you. Um, If you're returning, oh my God, thank you. Please like, leave me a review if you like this. Share, share would be awesome. And come follow me on the gram at alchemizing pain. DM me. I would love to hear from you um, and engage with you and hear who's listening to this. Um, be super cool. I would love to tell you when the next episode's happening, but I have no idea. Um, you'll get it when you get it. <laughs>